Episode 38 on this September 22nd, 2018. I'm your host, Andre Cole, and I regret to inform you that we are shuttering this podcast effective immediately, uh, being let go. Will we still at least finish The Walking Dead? No. Uh, no. The Walking Dead, I we actually stopped making The Walking Dead in season four uh, after they left the prison. I don't know if that was season four. Once they left a prison, this is just, it's all, it's all bad. Uh, you know, my girlfriend was in the top ranked clan in one of those, in like the Walking Dead game <clears throat> on phones. Like it was basically like one of those Clash of Clan games. She was like the top player or like number two player. In the world? Or like her region? I don't know. Wow. Don't know that's that's impressive though. And then she, left. she was she was like poached or like paid to like help another clan. Weird. Yeah. Good to get uh, that money, I guess. What? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't even know. She was she was helping boost him. Elo boosting. Uh, also, that is uh Allison Saigan that you hear Hi. also joining <laughs> us. Also not getting severance. Nope. But I, uh, but I worked a ton of crunch for it, so. You can talk to your podcast union rep about uh, your options going forward. Uh, and, but, you know, you still are required to work through the end of today. So. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. You're legally required. You, there's nothing you can do. I will call the police if you leave. <laughs> uh, and so. I would like to hear your legally mandated opinions on some video games. Well, as long as they're legally mandated, I'm happy to share. I I will have I've got a lawyer friend now, and uh, she will sue you if you are, do perjury on this podcast. Good to know. I. I I'm not actually threatening legal action. I want to be clear. That gets my friend in trouble. It, but you are very, very weird. You are dragging your friend into this, though. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. She she tried to listen once, and there was just a bunch of static. Uh, I don't know what happened. It was bad. It might have been live, and there's like some technical difficulties. I don't know. Yikes. Uh, no, that's anyway. that's that's working as intended. <laughs> I think we knew about those technical difficulties. We discovered them. Oh, okay. Uh, like I was worried, like, ooh, well, if you listen back to all of our episodes, it's just yeah, static. Yeah. yeah. 65 days of static. I think that's where we're going with this. Wow. If Pat was here, he'd really like that joke. <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Uh, rest in love. Love and peace? Uh I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Just keep digging your hole. I'm not helping you. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of loving things to pieces, 
Alex has some video games that he loves. Absolutely. I didn't even tell you guys what they were. So, so everything is a surprise. Surprise. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. do you want the big one? Do you want the long one? Or Mm. do you want Telltale? (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Maybe since we've uh, already kind of hinted about it, let's maybe get Telltale out of the way. Yeah. So. Dude, what happened to Telltale? I mean, we had long discussions about that in our group uh, chat, but we haven't. As, according to some tweets I saw, you know, the most verified of information, basically everything they made after The Walking Dead Season 1 was a commercial failure. Right. So yeah. that is uh, Tales from the Borderlands. That is Minecraft Story Mode. That is That was the only thing that was successful for them oh, after The Walking Dead Season 1. I was wondering about that because I, I felt like that couldn't be not successful yeah and i remember the feedback sorry i remember the reception rather being very positive around it uh so yeah it was tales from the borderlands the wolf among us Mm -hmm. uh batman i think batman was their biggest failure uh like Mm -hmm. commercially Uh, it seemed to be critically well received but didn't Um, move numbers right they were working on uh the galaxy Oh yeah, right. Oh, but, that's right. But they and were working on Stranger Things. Yeah, they were working on Stranger Things. That's what I was going to say. Game of Thrones. That was seemed to be kind of their most critically panned. One. Yeah, I played a couple of episodes of that, and I was not really into it. <laughs> um, I think I got it for free on Android or something, but I never played it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this is this is kind of a bummer. I I feel like if you'd asked me like four or five years ago, if what one of my favorite devs would be, I, I might list telltale um just because i do like the single player story driven experience even though that the games kind of all fell into similar um uh kind of ended up being pretty similar i i I still valued that kind of single player experience but I, i just kind of fell off of them a while back and i haven't really played a new telltale game in couple of years at this point so it was uh, the the trajectory they took was really fascinating though because their early games were just straight up um straight up lucasarts scum style uh adventure games so you had your monkey islands and sam and max and the strong bad (laughs) cool game for attractive people or whatever it was called and they all kind of fell into that 90s adventure game trope and like they were all kind of clunky and janky and like not super fun like you still need to use a guide at some points like just being like okay i attach the fish to the to the fishing rod and then i throw it through a window or something like that and it's like that isn't obvious but the walking dead when that came out in 2012 i think like that was the first one they did that really changed up the formula and really 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 hit and like it was the biggest game that year it won a lot of game of the years it took the world by storm and it was like extreme it was just extremely good and then it seemed it seemed like um, th- within the next year they suddenly took on every project in the world, like uh, the yeah. game show, the game awards that happened the next year. There was at least three or four trailers for new Telltale games that happened that year. They, yeah, was, they ballooned so fast, like they changed offices, mm-hmm. and then like a year later they had to move offices again. Was the story? That yeah, heard? yeah, and, and they and they were dealing with such expensive licenses too. Um, it wasn't just growth. It was growth, but with other expectations from other companies and that, that must've been tough. Um, and they kept putting off like improving their engine. Like, yeah. Yeah. So every release had like the same bugs 
which would like save bugs and crashing and stuff like that. I lost mm-hmm. my, like for season one of the walking dead, I lost my save like multiple times. Oof. And so I just have to start over and say like, Oh, here's what I did in the previous episode or whatever, or like determine what I did in the previous episode. And if I just kept carrying through, like what the hell that's like Bethesda levels of like, why do these bugs, same bugs keep showing up in these games in the future yeah and shouldn't you have worked that out yeah and wasn't the plan that after this current walking dead season they were going to overhaul their engine or like do a move to like like unity or something yeah they were like basically it was going to be all new stuff but that does not seem to be the case anymore yeah right yeah it's just super nuts like do you do you guys personally think that the reason people didn't jump back into Telltale games is maybe because they saturated their own market. I mean, it very well could be because I was a big Telltale person, but I just at a certain point was like, I, I, I just didn't really see a new, a reason to buy the new games. And I mean, part of that is my own personal interest because um, I've heard Batman is good, but Batman's not really necessarily a license that really moves me to buy something right away so mm-hmm. it was something that i was maybe gonna wait for on sale but um i don't, I don't know it was, it's 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 i think that it might have oversaturated the own market and also i I'm, i do think that part of it is the um over reliance on very expensive licenses yeah I- after I played Walking Dead season one, season two, and then I never really touched the series or any of the Telltale games again. Um, I'm a big, big fan of The Wolf Among Us, um, which la- yesterday I uh, in several different Facebook groups and on Twitter, I was just like, give me The Wolf Among Us season two, because that's that's my big uh, gamer takeaway from this note. Um, but, yeah, and it was but- announced, wasn't it? Yep, it was announced. They, it was announced a while ago, and they were working on it. And it was theoretically supposed to come out. I think start coming out early next year. So, yeah. But it looks like all their um, looks like they're um, canceling Walking Dead final season in the middle of the season. They're not going to finish it, and they're just finishing up some stuff for Netflix. I think um, from like contractual obligation, but that's about it. So. That's that's a real bummer for people who bought the entirety of uh, the Walking Dead final season and won't get to get it finished. And apparently, it was really good so far too. Yeah, I was looking to uh, I was looking to play it because I, I loved I loved the first two seasons and I was I was looking forward to. Uh, I didn't actually play the third season, but um, I was I was looking to play both of them, but just never did. I. When it was coming out, I had it open on my Steam Steam page. I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick that up when it finishes up. But yeah. now, rest in peace. Yeah. I wonder if, like, because it appears that this is due to bankruptcy is why, like, the sudden shutdown and, like, why everyone's just being terminated, no severance. Um, so I wonder what's going to happen with those games on Steam. And like other distribution services, like will they be kept up and used to pay off debt? Uh, mm-hmm. Used to pay off debts, or are they going to be taken down or whatever? I don't or know. is it going to go THQ where they auction off all their assets? Oh, well, THQ Nordic is going to buy all their IP. So 
<laughs> Actually, they probably can't because it's and, all like licensed stuff. But. And Deep Silver. <laughs> I think THQ Nordic owns Deep Silver. Is that the way it works? I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> oh, no. It's THQ Nordic bought or like acquired Coke Media, which owned Deep Silver, I think. Uh, okay. That yeah, makes sense. I, I saw that. Uh, um, it look, I'm, I'm hoping that all the employees are going to be fine. It looks like I, I saw a couple of tweets from like Ubisoft uh, San Francisco uh, basically offering like, hey, let's talk about jobs. Uh, so they're having like a job a dinner for ex telltale folk and so yeah ubisoft Ubisoft is big but they can't just hire 225 people right right but i mean that's that's definitely um ubisoft stuff is doing that and i think that there's a uh i think that i saw i I feel like i saw some others either studio or Uh, valve somebody valve arcane uh, lots of studios are like, hey, we've got openings, or I think uh, Sony Santa Monica was like saying stuff, and like that would be like story driven games from the Santa Monica studios. I imagine the Microsoft Santa Monica studio is probably still staffing up, and that seems like the kind of group of people they would want to maybe pull from, at least I would, for narrative I would, stuff. I would think um, with Valve, basically, if Campo Santo is in there now, they oh. would want a bunch of those people too. Shit, that would actually be really yeah. cool if Camposano and X Telltale people worked on a project together. That I would actually really love that. The Vortigaunts will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm at the point where I know Half-Life 3 is a meme, but if, if they did like a Telltale-style uh, thing to finish up the story in Half-Life, I would, I would accept it. The G-Man will remember that. <laughs> yeah, but um, the one thing that we haven't really mentioned is a lot of stuff's coming out with um, it. A lot of kind of negative reports about working at Telltale, which kind of is a is a bummer, but is know. not surprising. No, I, I mean I don't know if I'd be surprised with pretty much any studio, to be perfectly honest. I would love to see a lot of those developers go to like Fulbright, <laughs> also, but um, it's such a small. Like, I wonder what yeah. they would. I wonder what that would even do to their like projects would that speed things up because suddenly it's not like nine people or whatever or would it just like expand the scope what i don't know that'd be an interesting thing i think that would be a good fit maybe yeah but no uh regardless i think it's a super huge bummer that it happened so quickly like i i didn't i didn't see in any of the news did they have the 38 studio situation of missing payroll or was it just all of a sudden just like kind of mm. everybody knew the management was kind of meh and they were treated kind of meh and then it just kind of ended or i haven't seen anything about missing payroll it just yeah. seems like hey effective immediately you're let go i don't know if they're gonna get a final paycheck like there's no severance yeah so yeah and like you know like the walking dead the final season has episode two coming out on like tuesday and that's going to be the final episode. It's like episode two of like a five episode or six episode thing. But it's ending after episode two for obvious reasons. While like the last 25 people or whatever finish off whatever Minecraft thing I think is what is reported. Yeah. For Netflix, yeah. Uh, so it doesn't seem like there was any indication. Kind of like how Bosky. It's this similar thing. It's just like, hey, effective immediately. Like no kind of, you know, heads up. 
Yeah, right. so it's looking like it's pretty sudden. I um, I'm just quickly looking on Twitter, and it looks like, at least from what I can see, it was just kind of like suddenly people found out the so, studio so, was being shuttered. So it wasn't really telegraphed? Yeah, that that's what it seems like. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't say for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah that's super nuts i i'm almost tempted to pick up this final season of the walking dead just to see how they handle the ending of episode two like are they gonna have like a title card at the end that says thanks for playing there's no more (laughs) or are they gonna like insert a scene that has like it's not even it's not even i mean i guess some of the people working on like the whatever like the 25 people left could do something but like everyone who worked on that game is now gone yeah right like are, are like they gonna everyone who worked on that game is gone? And nobody knew up until a couple like yesterday that this they closing. probably weren't working on that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That I just I would love to see if someone some one of the artists just goes in makes like a concept art, sorry concept art like single page thing with a picture of uh, oh god what's the girl's name from Walking Dead Clementine I mean, Clementine yes just. Clementine dabbing or something and it just says lol or just it's just we're done or like approaching with a sense of humor or something yeah it's Clementine it's taking a shit on Lee's face or just like gl- <laughs> no, yeah that's better than I was gonna say I was gonna say a gif of her just like freaking flossing or something but yeah that's better she can shit and floss at the same time she's a talented young girl young woman but yeah, um, people are already, um. <laughs> people are uh, also trying to find uh, see if there will be any refunds for season for final season, and we'll see. Probably, Probably. not. I very heavily doubt them. that. Yeah, uh. it's like, exactly. Like, where would they get that money? But I'm increasingly glad that I did not purchase that. Uh, maybe, yeah. It's hmm. if you can I, purchase them piecemeal, maybe. But I'm. Yeah, but I mean, I bet you know, I bet most people probably bought the full season. Yeah, or yeah, definitely. So, yeah, uh, that sucks. I hope everyone who was affected is able to deal with that. Yeah, like they were San Francisco studio, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, <laughs> that makes the no severance stuff extra shit. Uh, so hopefully they land on their feet quick and don't have to move to like another country or even like halfway across the country but but yeah sucks rest in peace i'm lighting a candle for you telltale yep (sighs) at 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 least uh clementine in the walking dead is never is is gonna live forever because she won't have to get finish the story (laughs) finish the fight uh also, yo, there are people who are like, why don't you guys finish the game for free for like passion because you love it? And like, what the, f- what the, f- that's what people are saying to the Walking Dead de- uh, devs. Like, what the fuck? Like, fuck off. You gotta find a job. I feel like what? One, they don't have, without well, working at Telltale, they don't have a license. That's yeah. like the least important part of it. Two, they're not gonna make three more episodes of the game without getting paid. 
Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and they can't pay like the voice actors. I can't pay. Yeah. I wonder if someone is going to accidentally leak the script or something for the last couple episodes. I would not be surprised. I, I wonder because it's tied up in that or, you know, it's licensing stuff. I wonder if they could mm -hmm. get away with that. I mean, it's not like tied to the show or anything. So I don't know maybe how that works. Not, maybe they do a what that guy did for Half-Life 3 or whatever and just change the names. Yeah. I read that I read that. That, that would that would be very good. But I uh, I imagine it won't be left like the story itself will have some kind of resolution through some kind of leak or something like that and then I don't know, maybe a fan will make the last couple episodes themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz passion project, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Telltale. That's super bummer and super surprising. So, uh, yeah, I've been playing games. <laughs> uh, neither of which are uh, much much lighter. They're both pretty dark. Um, let's go for one of these, which will be more like a check-in. Shit in your games. Now I understand why you don't sleep, because you got that point nine 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 if whatever point three 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 is equal to one yeah. third and yeah. you have to accept that three over three is yeah and then point nine 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 that particular scene kept going and talking about uh how you can explain infinity and how an infinitely large circle will essentially be a straight line uh because at some point mm -hmm. the radius doesn't matter when you see mm -hmm. zero point nine 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 is equal to one mm -hmm. like it, that kind of stuff it so that that's a visual novel called Wonderful Every Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, I thought you were back on that bullshit. Yeah, so the last time I played that was back in March, and then I stepped away uh, because the plot took some weird twist. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this right now, and then I just got sidetracked with a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, I jumped back into Wonderful Every Day, and it's been hard to come back to because when I played it in March, I was about 27 hours in, and that is a very, very, very complex, heavy story with a lot of characters. So I had to like recontextualize. I had to spend like an hour and a half just scrubbing through Let's Plays and just like being like, oh yeah, okay, uh huh, yep, okay, re like recontextualizing everything. And yeah, I finished um, another ending last night. Uh, there's like. Okay. 12 or 13 endings each of them takes about five or six hours i think more or less <laughs> and uh yeah coming back to it i can still say basically everything i said before it's like one of the most intelligent intelligently written game stories or visual novel stories i've ever seen uh they like in that ending i finished they talked about classic french literature advanced mathematics uh which was also used to prove or disprove the existence of god uh deep talks about philo philosoph uh, philosophical Philosophy. topics and ethics lgbtq relationships mental health the duplicity of responsibility of the self to responsibility to others and a lot of other stuff like it's really <laughs> it tackles a lot of stuff and it does it very intelligently when you sent that screenshot of like the circle discussion like that was like man this game just seems like some bullshit like <laughs> like faux intellectual like oh we're gonna say something but like if it actually goes into depth with that stuff then that's cool it does it's really just seeing like those clips i'm like come on yeah like i was worried that it was going to be a little pretentious <laughs> like i think that's kind of how some of those can come across but i would say it's actually really grounded and uh it's well researched in everything it talks about like it 
it almost like throws references at you being like, oh yeah, read this book if you want to learn more kind of stuff, like, which was kind of cool. Um, like a large part of, um, the recent plot points was surrounded by Cyrano de Bergerac. If you've ever read that book, uh, he's got a big nose, right? Yeah. He's got a big nose. There was the Steve Martin movie called Roxanne, which was based on the story. <laughs> that one, like, like the man situation. Yep. Yep. It was, Really, the way they incorporated Cyrano into their story was actually really fascinating, and it was really cool. Um, that being said, I still can't recommend that game to anyone here. <laughs> uh, it's Though it's super intelligent and has a really fantastic story that's weaved in an amazing way, it's still extremely explicit with a lot of really sensitive topics in a way that like, I think a lot of people would find tough to stomach. Like, it's It's not that it's insensitive with the portrayal, it's that it's like it doesn't pull any punches ever <laughs> and it's just it's pretty rough you want some sensitive lewdness or i don't even know I, i've been playing yakuza there's some there's some stuff in that yeah but i'm talking about like um like graphic depictions of rape like it's mm-hmm. really really unpleasant <laughs> like it's like yes it handles them well but i think it would be really really difficult for a lot of people yeah yeah so. I, when you first described that when you keep describing it it's it, it's i feel like i on the one hand kind of want to try to play that game just because that the story sounds really interesting but i just don't know if i'm ever going to be in a space where i really want to deal with that so yeah it's it's i think it's gonna be kind of permanently on my steam wish list and uh yeah i, I am going to finish it hopefully by next week um I looked at how long to beat. It's about a 55 hour game. I'm about 35 hours in. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, I'll tell you how it ends if you want, but it's not going to make any damn, pick you up it, it's not going to make any damn sense. Cause it's, <laughs> it's really, the story is really nuts. <laughs> so yeah, that's wonderful. Every day is one of the two games that I've been playing. Uh, the other one also came out in 2012 actually similar to the walking dead um <laughs> and that is a little game called spec ops the line uh, oh so um cheska recently installed it and she's like yeah like i've heard you talk good things about this game i'm gonna try it and i was like yeah you should and i was really curious does that game hold up six years later and yeah <laughs> very much so i would say it holds up extremely well um the gameplay is still ass you still have to set it to easy but um like the narrative stuff that it tackles is just really really insane and i don't think any game has come back and done it no other game has come back and done the thing where uh your squad and nolan north their their dialogue changes throughout the entire game or like your reload sound changes as they get more and more scared or frustrated or whatever the case might be like Mm -hmm. it's just such a cool game <laughs> um yeah I, I actually listened to a podcast um that GameSpot did a spoiler cast with the lead writer of it and it's a really 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 good podcast i would recommend it uh it's not on the GameSpot site anymore they took it down i think when they had some database transfer and lost it uh, but you can if you google the keywords hashtag no hashtag GameSpot gameplay uh gameplay is the name of the podcast spec ops spoiler cast so GameSpot gameplay spec ops spoiler cast yeah and you pull up a youtube video that's the that's the full podcast and it's about an hour long jeff gersman is on it as well and it's 
it's it's really crazy um to talk about why it's really crazy would need to spoil the end of the game i don't know are we cool with randomly spoiling spec ops i mean it's six years old yeah it's kind of past the statute of limitations on that i think people people have talked about it quite a bit um so i i think if we want to talk about it you know we're good so if anyone here if anyone listening has not played spec ops the line uh big big flashing spoiler warning right here have you have you both played it yes uh i actually never finished it but i played a decent amount of it okay did so you, did you but i know but i know that to, okay you know i the know the, i know the yeah yeah so one of the things that um there's some people have pointed out that there's some pretty decently big plot holes in that game um that like oh like why didn't he notice that there was no batteries in his radio and stuff like that or, or like why why did his squad mates go along with this like kind of thing like if they could see that mm-hmm. what he was doing was so crazy like um why why would it, why did they follow him and um in that spoiler cast as well as a couple uh, other analyses i i looked into there's actually uh the devs devs have basically confirmed that uh, the main character Walker actually died in the helicopter crash. What? <laughs> and that, like, uh, it is actually foreshadowed throughout the entire like intro section because you know the intro section basically starts with that helicopter crash. Um, uh, like, okay, if you look yeah, around, yeah. like on the posters is actually his face, and there's like big drapes o- across buildings that are his face as well. But if you're not uh, paying attention to it, like, it's kind of subtle. <laughs> and like basically he his squad was already dead and like if you play the game at the uh up until the helicopter um your squad like interacts with you in a very direct way but afterwards they don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they they it's kind of like a fight club kind of thing almost where it's like yeah they're not they're not actually make any kind of difference with anybody it's all it's all him yeah uh, like if if he god damn it why why is everyone just like oh they were dead the whole time the squall's dead now this guy's dead uh <laughs> i like i think that cheapen if he's dead like the whole time or like dying or whatever i think that cheapens the rest of the game um like the i don't the story, if I, he's dead and or dying i think that they're so ambiguous with it though that i think mm-hmm. it doesn't ruin the game i think it's an interpretation so it could be it could be Maybe, however yeah. you want it to be, but yeah, yeah, I just mean that specific reading. I think that really takes away from the rest of what that story does. Mm. Yeah. If it's if he's dead and or dying, but yeah, I think I think it does do a lot that I wish other games would uh, take up on. Like this came out when Modern Warfare Three and Battlefield Four were coming out, so like some mm-hmm. of the biggest. Uh, first-person shooter franchises, right? That their stories are just so, yeah, military guy blow stuff up, woo. And then this game is basically like taking a lot of those tropes and having very standard gameplay, and then being like, yo, war causes PTSD, and like mm-hmm. you're having a hugely detrimental effect to the citizen, huh. the civilians in this area. <laughs> and yeah, like, I mean, the closer you. He- a little bit like black ops one kind it, of but that was more like it did and far cry 2 actually did as well but mm-hmm. i think this one might have handled it the best personally yeah like, yeah like and like yeah it just has like as i was playing i was like man there's a lot of subtle detail in this that like uh is kind of nuanced like how 
the enemies at the start are kind of like um, they're just very normal first person shooter I'm gonna fight you enemies and then as you get closer to the end like you can tell they're actually afraid of you and rather than engage they're trying to run away mm-hmm. like stuff like that yeah it's 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 still totally worth playing six years later. I, I think it is... I'm not going to call it a masterpiece because it really isn't. <laughs> not, I'm not even going to call it a flawed masterpiece because, yes, it is very flawed, but it is it's uh, it holds up. Yeah, they've uh, that studio had a game last year called Dreadnought. Yeah, Jaeger Studio. And, yeah, Jaeger. Um, and then... They've got one coming out this year called uh, The Cycle. I don't match-based FPS. Oh. oh well, yeah. So, uh, is that all you you have today? Yes, sir. Uh, those three. Uh, well, three including Telltale. Well, how about Allison crosses the start line to tell us the tale of dragon quest (laughs) sounds good um so i this week was kind of like a hodgepodge of a lot of different stuff um mostly because last weekend i finished uh i finished uh spider-man which we're going to be talking about tomorrow um we're going to be doing a quick spoiler cast about that so i'll save most of my spider-man thoughts for the special episode about it um but uh, it's really good. So that's like my basic my basic thought is that I really loved it. So spoiler uh, warning, please. Spoiler warning: <laughs> Spider Man was a very good game, and uh, I I really liked the gameplay and story. Um, so I just started playing uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. I um, I'm only a few hours in, so I since it's a JRPG, that's basically like you've just been. I've just gotten some tutorial stuff uh but it 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 hasn't grabbed me yet but um slimes i have killed killed, this is a dragon quest game of course i've killed slimes have you you pet any kitty cats not yet i tried that um but i yeah but it's but it's just visually extremely charming all the enemy designs are extremely cute um which is uh and it's it's just it's a really gorgeous game like walking through uh cities it's it's really lovely so far um so i think the combination of it being really beautiful and having kind of really funny and charming uh enemy designs is is going to be enough to kind of propel me to at least give it a longer shot to grab me um I, I again it's just like the combat isn't real the actual fights aren't really doing much for me but um hopefully if I can get past that I'll it'll be enjoyable it, it's I feel like for JRPG combat uh Persona and um Octopath Traveler have kind of ruined me because going back to this I'm like what I can't uh I can't do the break mechanic I can't uh, mm-hmm. what, what is this? <laughs> what is this game? It's not, uh, I don't go I can't, all in. Yeah. I can't go all in. Like what's going on. Um, so I, I think that there is a little bit more strategy once you get more party members. Um, 
so far I only have two. So mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah, but it, it's, it's, again, it's kind of, it's, there's a couple of elements of it that are also kind of weird. Like um, some of the menu decisions make zero, zero sense. Like the uh, character upgrade, like to upgrade your character, um, that's under the miscellaneous in the menu for some reason. What? And I'm like, <laughs> right? And I'm like, wait, so you have to click on miscellaneous and then like the character upgrade thing. And I'm like, why is this under miscellaneous when this seems like it would be like you'd want it up front? So there's things like that that just don't really make sense. And um, like there's a lot of stuff that you have to do either at like uh a church or a statue like uh like if you want to save you have to go to a church or if you want like and, but there's like five other things that has you have to do and that you can do there like if you like resurrect team member and stuff I've, i haven't really run into a situation where i need to do that but it's one of those things where i can already see it and go this is going to be really annoying um further on in the game probably so there's just like it, it's it's um from what i've heard this is one of the more accessible dragon quest titles but there are certain elements where i'm like this is just so weird on a quality of life (laughs) level um but uh like i said i'm gonna try to give it a little bit more of a shot um just because the rest of the game is super charming like the uh there's my favorite early enemy is there's a a walking cucumber called a cruel cumber and (laughs) i I, i'm like I love right. it. I love it. And and they're just the design of the enemies is, is super cute. Like I'm not a huge fan of Akira Toriyama's art. Like I, I think it's fine, but it's not like something that I think, wow, this is really spectacular, but the enemy design is really good. So mm-hmm. I might be coming, be becoming part. more of a fan. <laughs> um, this is kind of a higher level question, but what yeah. platform are you playing it on? PS4. Okay, because right now it's out on PC, PS4, and uh, Xbox, right? Thanks. And, and Switch. I thought Switch it's coming was coming later. later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking about waiting for for Switch, but I just decided to get PS4 because I was interested in trying it. Um, I think in Japan it was. Oh, it's also on 3DS. What? I don't know if it's on 3DS in the US, but it's Dragon Quest. What 3ds really? I I'm looking at on at the Wikipedia page and it's like it's uh released in Japan. It's like oh, it's like yeah. the same story, but it's like a different. It's like top down, like oh weird, sixteen bit. It looks like weird. Oh, huh. I mean that's kind of cool, but I think maybe or no wait no this is like Dragon Quest retro area, so never mind. Hold on. Yeah. So. That's that's very strange. Regardless. So it looks like the 3DS version isn't coming to the West at all, hmm. which is. I it still blows my mind that Nintendo's putting out so many 3DS games, or like so many does. so many 3DS exclusive games. I should say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I played. I mean, I played one earlier this year with uh, um, WarioWare. WarioWare, but, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird, and I mean, I I like my 3D. I like my new 2DS, so. I'm not super complaining. It's just it's just weird. Yeah, like I I I think the 3ds is a fantastic platform too. I mean, but like, how this... long did Sony put out PS2 games? 
That's yeah, but, true. yeah, but they put out like Madden. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like the Switch is like, a year and a half old or whatever. That's true. The 3DS sold so many units. Yeah, like, I, part of that is people like selling and upgrading, and you know, or like having multiple. But that's true. And like, to be fair, out their flagship games. Yeah, like if I was a parent and I had a child. I would be much more likely to give my my kid like one of those block 2DSs rather than a Switch. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I bought my new 2DS like pretty close to when I bought my Switch just because it there are you so many great sickness. games on the I do because you, I do. You have you have a sickness, that's why. <laughs> I do have a sickness. Well, and I buy uh portable systems way later than I probably should. But, that's but are, my sickness. Are, are, but, are you <laughs> are you are you down with it? Yes. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I use my 3DS a lot, so I, I get I. But I don't know if that's just me being weird and liking my portable systems. Oh, I think um, it's, it's great. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, PS4, Dragon Quest. Yeah, cool. PS4. Um, so I, I'm just going to try and give it a little bit more a shot. Um, I've seen I both both Sam and I were convinced to get it from a Kotaku article where somebody was just like raving about Dragon yeah. Quest. Have you seen, the, have you seen the video they made for it? Cause it's amazing. It's really good. Yeah. It's like and, 45 it's, minutes long and it's just, it's engaging the entire time. It is. It is. I watched that entire video and I went, and I went to the story about Dragon Quest. <laughs> um, but I, but I do really like JRPGs. So it's, uh, I mean, it's, it was already something I was interested in and, Dragon Quest is one of those big series that I've I played a little bit of Dragon Quest Seven on 3DS, but not too much. So um, I was just interested in giving it a shot. So I'm hopefully hopefully once the once things get a little bit more complicated combat wise, and it's not just hitting attack over and over on slimes, uh, it'll be a little bit more engaging. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing that, and also I've been um, playing a horror game, which is not something I normally would say, but I've been playing uh, Little Nightmares. Uh, I, it's, which um, I got in a Humble Monthly, and I decided, let's just stream that. So I've been streaming it on my Twitch, and it is spooky. <laughs> um, it's, it's really good. Uh, the only thing that is a little bit wonky is some of the controls are a little bit weird and i definitely had to look up some reviews to make sure it wasn't just me being bad at the game because <laughs> like, that's a very that's a very real possibility um but uh it's it's i think the closest comparison i could make is something similar to um like a limbo or an inside where it's 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 a lot more about the atmosphere and about going places than actual precision and platforming but there are certain moments where it wants you to be kind of precise with your platforming and those are the moments where i'm, I'm i struggle um, um like and the it's horror little, games of old where it's scary because the controls are bad it kind of is because um there's a certain point in the game where uh the um the run button is on one uh, on one button. Then there's jump on the other one, and then uh, the right trigger is 
like gripping so that you need to use that if you want to say go up a ladder or to climb up something so there have been multiple times where i'm like holding the two buttons for run and jump on my on the controller and holding the right trigger to grip and it's just like i'm this giant claw going like like it's, it's just like uncomfortable and uh if that was part of the experience that would be good i, I think it's it's um i kind of wish it was a little bit less hard just mostly not necessarily because i think hard games are bad just because um i started getting desensitized to some of the scares while i was streaming because it got because yeah, I, I just died so many times i'm like oh okay well i know what this is gonna be so there's no real so even though there's some scary imagery it's uh it's like well i've already i already know what it looks like for this to kill me so, um, so the kind of shock of new scares is a little bit, uh, lessened because of the kind of wonky controls and, uh, and attempts at platforming. Um, but, but I think that if you like scary games and you're looking for something kind of spooky this Halloween season, um, I think, I think it's definitely something to check out, uh, just because it, it is, it looks very good. It's, it's a very good looking game. And then also, it is genuinely really spooky. Um, there's some enemy. There's some designs of the characters in there that genuinely really creeped me out. Um, uh, Cheska was actually watching me on Twitch the other night, and we both were like, "What was that?" Uh, at one of the enemies because it was just so weird, and it like came out of nowhere. We're like, "I was like, what?" Yeah, and I it, saw the chat. What was that? Was yeah, this? I was watching your stream today, and you you were talking. There was like the big dude with the arms and that the bandages so and, yeah you were like this is the first time i've actually been creeped out by this whole game <laughs> yeah yeah well it, because it's i i i'm normally somebody that does get really scared by these games but i think again it's just because i've been marginally bad at this game that it just <laughs> a lot of the uh fear goes away and i just kind of want to beat it so um, and I looked it up and it, and it wasn't just me. So that made me feel a little bit better, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, I think, I think it's definitely worthwhile if you are looking for something creepy, uh, Halloween season, because I know this time of year, I just want to play some kind of a couple spooky games. So, um, that's been fun and it's been fun to stream it just because it, it's making me, it's forcing me to play a scarier game than I would normally play. <laughs> um, what I feel like I was gonna bring something else up. That that might be it. I've just been uh, also um, continuing on with Persona Three Portable, and I love that game. And I'm not ready for it to end. I'm, I'm I think I'm getting close-ish to the real ending. What's what's the date in the game? It's uh, it's in January, so okay, yeah, usually pretty close to the end of those games. Yep, yep. It's January, and there was a. Uh, big decision i had to make that i that would have potentially ended the game early i think so <laughs> yeah persona likes doing those <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it was pretty obvious and the game literally tells you like this is a would big you like decision. to end the game <laughs> and it like went over uh this decision you had to make for like literally a full month before in, in game before you actually had to make it so it's like this is i i get that this is a. Uh, this isn't just um, like a flavor choice. Like it's it's a mm. legit choice. But so, sorry. Go ahead, Andre. 
Oh, I, I was just wondering. I was like, to because Persona Four has a similar like, if you want the true ending, you have to make this like series of like dialogue choices, and it doesn't give you any like hint of that. Oh, I, I Persona. I can't remember if Persona Five did anything like that, or if you just get the ending no matter what. It's Persona Five was pretty straightforward. I think um, there is one spot where you can like say a thing and then like you get credits, but then it's like no way yeah. that's not what's supposed to happen. I, I like, think that it. comes in one of the interviews with uh, what's Mako's sister? I forget her name. Oh, I forget. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, there. Oh yeah, no, there is a way that you can fail that section. Yeah. Um, Allison. Yes. What is your strategy? Like you know, Persona games, they always have the you have a month to complete this dungeon. Do you just go in there like the first day and get it done as soon as possible and then have all that time for social links or? Yep, that is what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, same here. uh, (laughs) I, uh, well, usually, uh, like with Persona 3, they have all the uh, Tartarus bosses. So usually I do um, about to a night and if I'm starting to get kind of tired of it and they start and you start getting all the messages about your characters in your party getting tired then I'm like okay I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there but then I go like immediately the next night and just grind until I finished and then and then I leave it all to social links although um with Persona 3 that's been a little bit annoying um mostly because a lot of the social links are really dependent on if you're in school and so a lot of them are kind of locked out because I'm currently on winter break. So I'm like, I can't do social links right now. Um, and it makes me really annoyed at school breaks that in real life made me really happy. Um, but <laughs> it's like, oh, I hate winter break. Let me let me go talk to my classmates because I've, I've um, maxed most of the social links that are accessible outside of school. So, um, yeah, but I definitely do that with... Uh, and I, I need to go in and finish Persona 5, but I definitely did that with Persona 5, too, where I where I would just completely go and do dungeons as, as quickly as I possible, possibly could, uh, palaces, rather, and then um, would leave the rest of the time to just chill out and yeah. do social links. Max out your stats and eat beef bowls. Yeah. Persona. My stats have been maxed out for, like, forever in Persona 3. Mm. <laughs> Uh, cause there's, well, cause there's only three in this, um, the courage, knowledge and, uh, charm. And those have been maxed out for a couple of months in game, which oh, well, aren't you special? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was mostly because, uh, to open up, um, certain brand. social links, I needed to have, uh, like max stats, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, like for like Akihiko, you needed to have like super high charm so that you didn't because he has a bunch of fangirls, so he needed to be like, be able to be like, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. And uh, for Mitsuru, you needed to have highest uh, intelligence. And for Ken, you needed highest courage. So basically, I, I wanted to open up those social links. So, I, so pretty early on in the game, I kind of, uh, whenever I could, would max out my stats. Yeah. Did you use a guide at all, or are you just going in YOLO? Uh, kind of going in YOLO. I have occasionally looked up a guide I, I looked up a guide once for um, some of the social link stuff, um, especially since I uh, realized a while ago that I uh, fucked up the social link for the person I wanted to be to romance. 
So I needed to go back and redo a couple of weeks because I realized Oof. I had fucked it up. So well, that's, that's rough. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it it went pretty it went pretty fast, and one of those weeks had a, like um, it was exam week. I, I also looked up a guide occasionally for exam questions because I was yeah. like, you know what? Yeah, me too. Especially when they do like Japanese history trivia and stuff. Yeah, well, there was one where it's like, what was the year that this battle happened? And I'm like, okay, I know that you said it, but I'm not gonna remember that. So, um, but I, I've been trying to do it pretty blind with the occasional check um, for in a guide for social link stuff, Word. just because it'd, it'd be really shitty if I if I messed up the social links. Mm. Uh, how's the Vita? I love my Vita. <laughs> <laughs> I really love my Vita. It, well, it, it, it already feels like it's super worth it because I've been, I've played so many hours of Persona Three, and now I'm gonna. Be, and then uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go straight into Persona Four Golden or if I'm gonna hold off and take a little Persona break. Yeah, but Persona burnout's totally a thing. I feel like I, I should probably just give myself a little chance to to rest before going into Persona Four Golden. But I mean, because if those were even if those were the only two games I'd played on my Vita, that's still quite a bit of time. So 200 hours. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's probably pretty worth it to get my Vita. So I, I'm pretty, I'm satisfied with it though. I, um, I do always feel a little bit weird when I take it out on the bus because I'm like, will people, will anybody be like, that's a Vita? You're an old lady. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> No, I've already been. I've already been playing my Switch on the bus, so it's not like. like no, I, one of those... I mean, you're playing a Vita. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Or they'll. Hey, I've well... played. I've uh, played my Game Boy Advance on public transit, so that, that's, that's even. Cool. <laughs> no, they'll just be like the mocking SpongeBob and be like, "Oh, it pays four hundred dollars for an SD card." <laughs> I mean, fair. I paid like fifty bucks for my SD card, and it is not big, so. For for the Vita. Yep. <laughs> yeah, their memory cards were so stupidly expensive. It's so ridiculous. Well, that's my the only real issue I've had with the system because I I love I really like handheld systems in general. So I, everything else about it's been really good, but it's just so weird that they went with that. Uh, oh, you can only use our memory cards, and they'll be yeah. really expensive. Because I think they announced recently that production and many for manufacturing and shipping is going to stop next year yeah i've see, already seen a lot of people go wait they're still manufacturing vitas and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what as um, a ps2 almost outlasted the vita <laughs> you know i i i i'm definitely not re um, regretting my my choice but that's mostly because i like jrpgs and I'm, I'm I'm looking into playing some of the weirder Japanese games that are on there, and I and I so like wonderful it, every day. Is that on the Vita? Is that on the Vita? No, but it's one of the weirder <laughs> Japanese games. <laughs> you know that that is a game that I definitely think should I pick. That? Every time you talk about it, I'm like, should I pick that up? And I haven't yet, um, mostly because a lot of the visual novels on Steam just never go on sale. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but I I think it's kind of, it's kind of a shame that the Vita never really took off, and I kind of wish that they'd been better with the um, memory cards because I feel like it, I I don't know if it would have been a success with with the memory card system being different, but you know that certainly couldn't have helped because that's part that's a big part of why I didn't pick one up for as long as I did. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, yeah. it's it's for what I originally bought as a Persona machine, I'm very I'm very satisfied with my purchase. Cool. So so Andre, mm-hmm. I heard you have a uh, message. You have a message for us. Uh, yeah, my message is Allison. You should play. Uh, what is it called? Um, Until Dawn, uh, because that's a horror game where oh. you can't really fail. It just keeps going. <gasps> I need to play that. Uh, so since October's coming up, you should play that. It's, if you feel like something spooky, it's very good. One of my favorites. I've never played it, and I really, I really want to. So. And then uh, you can, if you listen to uh, Run GFB Radio, you'll finally understand what Get Monked means. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or at least watch the Giant Bomb, Giant Beast playthrough of it. Either way, but I think playing it yourself would be yeah, very I, good. I, I or Dave Lang's. I've watched, I haven't watched any uh, gameplay videos of it. Or, I mean, I've seen like basic gameplay, but I haven't watched yeah. any Let's Plays mostly because mm-hmm. I do. I have generally wanted to yeah. play it. So it doesn't have the issue of lots of horror games where like, oh, I feel this section. I know it's like I know where the scares are. I have to just do it again. Uh, it just it keeps going, much like a horror movie where everything just keeps happening, no matter how much you don't want to watch. I mean, you have to move your characters and stuff and, like, you know, do button presses, but the story doesn't stop because you, like, failed a quick time event or whatever. Yeah. Which is nice. A lot of characters characters can just straight up die in that game. Yeah. Every character can just die. Knowing how uh, bad I've been playing uh, Little Nightmares, (laughs) uh, all the characters are going to die when I play until dawn. You'll be, like, platforming required. You'll be, like, (laughs) you'll be, like, that run in Mass Effect 2 where you can get the... uh, the suicide mission where everybody dies, oh including God. Shepard, except for Joker. My, my sibling got that ending, and that was like that's kind of hilarious. Yeah, it's sad, but I kind of I kind of love when games can do that, where it's like, well, everybody died. That sucks. Except for Seth Green. <laughs> for Seth. That's the inevitable heat death of the universe. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> everybody but Seth Green is going to die the inevitable heat death of the universe. Uh, yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've got a message. My name's Andre, and I've got a message to say. The messenger is—it's pretty okay. Uh, the messenger <laughs> is starts off like a uh, eight sixteen bit, I think sixteen bit ish, like Ninja Gaiden type uh, side scrolling two D action platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play as a ninja. And you've got like a sword uh, that just pretty much kills almost everything in one to three hits, except for like bosses. So that's handy. Uh, It's got this really cool mechanic called the cloud step that you have like right away, where if you hit something in the air, like you jump and then you attack in the air, you can jump again Mm. and you can do this indefinitely. So you, uh, some of the platforming challenges as you go through the game will require you to like jump, attack like a lantern or like a fireball or something in the air, and then jump again and keep doing that for a ways. Pretty cool. Some parts towards the end of the game, uh, or depend, maybe the middle, depending on how you go. I'm just going to spoil the thing. It's a Metroidvania, but that doesn't come in until like three to four hours into the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe more, depending depending on how well you play uh, but yeah so it it says 
I don't know. The gameplay is pretty good. Uh, you get you don't get like a ton of abilities. You get like most of them you get in like the intro section. Or like the, the before it becomes a Metroidvania, you get like a wingsuit, grappling hook, a shuriken. Maybe you have that at the beginning, but yeah. So you get like a couple abilities, but they get you most of the way through the game. Um, but it has this thing which a lot of games have been doing lately where it's aware that it's a video game and like it makes some jokes about being a video game and like i just don't know how i feel about that because <laughs> it's happening so much i'm like come on guys we we know it's a video game but you don't you don't have to tell us that you know it's a video game i'd rather they just like stuck it out and we're like okay here's our lore because i think like the story it's you know it's a video game story but it's like somewhat interesting um where wow this person in this video is just cloud stepping all over the place uh like there's lots of jokes about and like oh this thing was made by john metroid or whatever Mm. like it's like who's that it's like oh it's just a reference don't worry about it that's that's does it seem like um like kind of out of place like it's like the 80 percent of the 90 percent of the game is pretty self-serious but then it's just like oh i got these references kind of randomly like yeah like a lot of the humor like you know whether it's hit and miss it's like fine you know it's just like eh, okay you missed on that one but like mm-hmm. the reference stuff is just like why is it why is it here i felt that way about um oh what is it uh death's gambit has like a like oh you have to basically it's like you have to do the thing from dark souls like they they don't say do the thing from dark souls they say like what the actual like beginning of dark souls is where like oh you have to go ring the two bells or whatever um it's like yeah okay okay i get like you're telling us that you're aware that you're like pulling from another game in like the genre like okay we people either know or they don't know but being like oh we know that you know does i don't why because it's not like they're not even good jokes they're just like oh here's like oh john metroid ha 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 right like you remember you remember metroid we do too yeah um so i have a question for after but yeah yeah uh, yeah it's the writing is kind of hit and miss i think the gameplay is pretty solid though um like once you get to the uh they need more fast travel points though because it takes a really long time to get through places and there's no like quick movement it's just you're running the same speed the entire time uh so there's like you know you get to points where like you can grapple to stuff but you can't grapple to everything because it just grappling hook just goes in a straight line for a set distance and so if you don't have anything to grapple onto you can't really do anything mm-hmm. and there's not a fast travel point in every area which is inexplicable but they do some really cool like world building stuff uh once you go into like you like get to shops and then you can like tell the shopkeeper like oh tell me a story and then he'll tell you like some weird like parable but they all have like r- locations in the game that you can find uh so you can like oh here's like the two people frozen in a block of ice from this one story he told me or like here's this house from this other story uh so like they set up like a really interesting world uh, or you know theoretically that you know they have a lot of lore for some reason um but 
I just, yeah, they're some of the writing. Mm. But and then the end, they they do like the to be continued. Oh, oh no! Thing. It's like uh, you didn't need to do that. Like if you were to make a second one, like okay, do it. But like why, why put that in? Just completely that's, unnecessary, I guess. That's yeah, a bummer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I thought, I thought like the end was cool, and then that kind of like ruined it a little bit. Was like to be continued. Like okay, yeah. fine. I guess, but also why? Uh, so yeah, the humor is very hit and miss on it. But I, it's it's fun to play. So I, I would recommend playing it if you are into Metroidvania type games slash like platformers because it's got, it's not like the most difficult platforming, but it's got uh you know some challenges. Uh, there are like challenge rooms where you get like these power coins. I didn't collect all of them, but you get something if you do. I don't know what it is though. Right. R- roughly how long is it? Uh, let me see what my playtime is on Steam. Because I stopped playing basically right after I finished. I mm-hmm. might have left it running a little bit, but let's see the messenger. I, I clocked in at 11 hours, so yeah, mm-hmm. you know, maybe yeah. 10 to 11. It's relatively meaty. Yeah, uh, for like whatever I think it's like twenty bucks or something. Um, so it's not like a terrible deal, but also the writing is kind of like maybe. Yeah. You know, so maybe. maybe yeah, what I was gonna ask, but related but unrelated, when it comes to references and kind of fourth wall breaking, like I'm a video game kind of things. What are some of your favorites that have done that? Because like, I know for me, actually playing Spec Ops was a pretty good one recently because near the end, like if you die or if you hit loading screens, it starts saying stuff like, this is all your fault and kind of stuff like that, which I think is a good way to handle it. But Metal Gear 2, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I need scissors 61 or whatever, Uh, (laughs) like that stuff. Uh, What else? Uh, Stanley Parable that game <laughs> that's like the entire game <laughs> yeah uh, and it does it well it does it yeah. well yeah uh, i would say near automata did some really really good stuff mm-hmm. especially like the, with its, stuff. If, especially if you deleted your save mm-hmm. the ending stuff yeah uh, uh, um it's kind of played out but i mean i mean people not played out people have talked about it a lot but uh undertale when you sure. get close to the ending did pretty well um uh, and then also my uh undertale that, that like makes use of that information like the yeah. pacifist and, mm-hmm. and stuff yeah or um doki doki uh, literature also, club which, that's what i was just thinking of because <laughs> because it will call out your windows username and you use your first name <laughs> And it also recognizes yeah. if you're streaming because I've definitely watched uh, people yeah. watch less plays or streams where they're like, oh, there's other people, and it does a special scare for that. Yeah. Um, Super Paper Mario too, um, where there's the uh, there's like the section which is kind of a take on dating sims, and your and Peach Laura is like, hey, who's picking these responses for me? <laughs> that that I, I I love I a lot of people didn't really like Super Paper Mario, but I I, I really love it so. Mm-hmm. I, it can be done well. It's just when it's the whole thing is, hey, remember this other game? It's, right. Why? Yeah. Sure. I, yeah. I, I think it'd be done well if it's. I think it'd be really effective, like especially in like a Doki Doki Literature Club setting, where for for scares or for um, 
or like, like to make you field, to, it, to make you uncomfortable be like oh right this is clever right uh, but, yeah. but if it's just like hey remember mario remember metroid who doesn't like metroid it's like yeah but i'm, I'm playing this game now yeah it's uh, like all those like i can't even think of them there's so many that are just like oh triforce ha 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 kind of mm-hmm. kind of stuff right i think oh there might have been something like that in uh maybe not i don't remember uh also in uh guacamelee 2 they have so everyone or not everyone but a lot of people complained about like all the meme stuff in the first guacamelee yeah and it seemed kind of dialed back in guacamelee 2 like there were a bunch of posters and jokes but nothing as ridiculous or like you know that like dates the game as much as the stuff in guacamelee 1 does but then you get to an area called the cave of dankness yeah you mentioned that one it's so good (laughs) it's just uh all all memes it's like you know basically the memes from the first game and just a bunch of people I, i don't know if they're like actual comments or just like mocking comments of like people who complained about the memes but it's they look like internet like a bunch of people just saying like internet comment bullshit about like oh that game would have been good if it wasn't for all the memes and it's just surrounded by memes and then it's just relegated to that one area so it's like perfectly fine that's fantastic it's weird because i feel like like, i don't mind just the whole thing it's like cave of dankness beware (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i don't mind like meme humor but at the same time there are certain there are certain instances where i just really don't like it but then in certain instances i i like it so i don't even know my memes I, what bugs me is when people call things that aren't memes memes yeah it's i like, feel it's, it it's a picture with a te- with text on it so it's a meme no it's not that's did you not play metal gear solid 2 that game's all about memes <laughs> kojima said so and cartwheeling naked yeah. I know this guy who says, oh, he's such a meme about people. And I'm like, what are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> so one time I said it, I was like, yeah, that guy is a meme. But that's, yeah. Uh, so The Messenger, people should consider playing it. It's a Devolver game. Uh, so it's got kind of, it's kind of typical of their style and attitude, I think. The one thing is maybe the enemy variety isn't like super great and the one thing or one of the things enemy variety is like kind of eh, you're fighting pretty much the same enemy in every area and like some of them are just like palette swaps that take like a few more hits to kill mm. uh, but I, it does some cool stuff it's got really nice art so yeah worth checking out uh, maybe on sale or something if is it, you're it, unsure does the feeling um does when it goes from just like the platform to a metroidvania does that feel pretty fluid or does it make sense really in the yeah yeah i mean throughout the whole time like you see things where like mm, i should be able to get there but i can't that's weird um mm-hmm. and so like they kind of i think they even like showed it off beforehand but yeah so it's it feels good to play and like once you like unlock some more abilities you're like oh okay i can i can understand how i would get here the big thing is like i wish there's more fast travel and or like a way to like move quickly through levels which right. doesn't really exist mm. at all but it's a cool thing and 
like I think it it plays really well. They just kind of miss the mark on some spots like enemy design and writing at times. And speaking of games that miss the mark on writing sometimes and <laughs> design, uh, it's designed well, but uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Mm. Hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about that game. Uh, it's still too fresh. Uh, I, there are things about it I like a lot. The photo mode being one of them is very good. Uh, I talked about that last week. Uh, and like the temples are all very good. All the temples I played like felt really cool and like substantial. Whereas in like, especially the first, uh, like the 2013 reboot, they felt very like small and like tiny and like, Oh, I threw this, like, you know, I like pushed a thing off this ledge and then basically it like lifted a platform and then I'm done. They felt a bit like, you know, they took like a few minutes to figure out and then like execute on in this one. It felt like uh, sometimes though, it wasn't clear what I was supposed to do or like why I couldn't um, like why I wasn't progressing, which was a bummer. Uh, but yeah, but I think, I think the temple design is very good and that is kind of the majority of the gameplay is actually like mm-hmm. reading the tombs, which is cool. Uh, it felt like after playing for a while, I was like, it feels like there's a lot less combat than previous games. And upon like, you know, getting some comments from other people, that seems to be the case. Like everyone kind of feels that way. Um, which is weird because they give you the opportunity to buy guns a lot. Like there are multiple times you can get new guns. Like there's not really any reason to like you can go most of that game just using a bow and arrow. Uh, There are probably some points where you don't want to do that if you're playing on the harder difficulties, I guess, but like the combat encounters are so few and far between that. It's really weird that they have all these up, like that you even have like guns or need to upgrade them because really don't need to uh, like if you're getting into gunfights a lot you're kind of playing the game wrong i think uh you know like you want to cover yourself in mud and hide in some bushes and then stab fools in the neck as you do yeah i think that that's sounds, what laura wants as sounds well. about right that's that's what makes her feel good inside uh but yeah, so that brings me to kind of my problem with the writing is there's one specific scene. It's pretty late in the game, but uh, basically Laura's told uh, minor spoilers for like one sequence, but Laura's told her friend is dead. If you're anyone smart, you're like, he's not, ob- he's not dead, obviously. This is all ploy by the people to like you know make me think he's dead like they told oh we killed him is basically what happened they tell you over at the radio um laura goes on the murderous rampage like i sent you guys that photo of her rising out of like the water with the fire behind her and she comes out and she like stabs a guy just like mercilessly uh because normally she like struggles with people this was just like this guy was like terrified of laura and like crawling away and then she picks up his gun and then the people who have guns trained on you they get scared and they start to run away and like so you go through this whole thing of her just like 
destroying people. And then afterwards, she busts out in tears as soon as she sees that the guy's not dead. And like, you've been murdering people this whole time, but now you act like you just did some terrible thing. And it's, I get, I don't know if it's little narrative dissonance or I don't know. It, I guess it's not Ludo narrative dissonance because she is responding to, you know, how fucked up she is. But then the rest of the game, it's just like, oh, it's fine. It's okay. I'm just killing these people. But then when I have like, you know, when she's in even more danger than usual, when she's being shot at by like a gunship, no problem. It's, or no, that's when the problem does arise with her. So it is very strange. Does uh, does the story tie up in a way that makes you think like they're not going to make another one of these? Absolutely not. Oh, bummer. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and in like a very upsetting way, kind of not not an upsetting way, but like in a very like like it wraps up the like the meta narrative, I guess, or like the like the overarching narrative of the past three games. It like wraps up with like Trinity, but it does not wrap up Laura's story or whatever. Um, you know, there are room for more games if they want to, or if there is, you know, if there is interest, but I don't know if this game is performing super well. Uh, it seems like people are pretty meh on it. Like, and like reviews are extremely mixed. So, I mean, you know, they've got this whole franchise, so I could see them like, continuing it but hard to say well, it's but, kind you of know a how square thing. enix can be with like i mean they were like hitman like hitman was like super beloved and did really pretty well and then they're like oh it did meet expectations and then got rid of uh was it io so oh, yeah who knows what square's gonna do uh that was yeah so the game and the game does a lot of like time skips uh mm -hmm. you know for like and uncharted does those too and like they're telling you know they're similar in like the scope of like the story they're trying to tell uh like you know there's bad guy wants ancient artifact and it could be bad for people and so that it's like that kind of narrative but with like the way uncharted like nathan drake's always like this happy-go-lucky like oh bumbling through everything i think it works when like the time skip with like the time skips because it's like oh he's just bouncing from one like ridiculous situation to the next mm -hmm. whereas with laura it's like she goes from the super traumatic situation like super traumatic situation to super traumatic situation but it's never really addressed like She's dealing with a lot of shit, but not addressing any of it ever, really. So, and, or when she is, she doesn't address it. She doesn't address it at all. So, yeah, I think the writing is all over the place in that game. And it's a bummer. Because they could have done something really cool. But I, it's filled with contradictions. So, yeah, I, I played a lot of the um, first one, and I just didn't really get into the second one as much. And mm -hmm. I, I'd like to finish that and pick this up, but and, uh, I, I'm probably going to wait until Super Sale and 
still yeah, didn't finish it, but um, like, it's, it's fun to explore and like do all the temples and stuff. Like that's all really good stuff. It's just like the narrative is like I don't what is going on here. It's also, it's kind I feel of like... Assassin's Creed three levels of like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Which is a shame because I feel like it could be really good, but. Actually, all, like the narrative is very Assassin's Creed Three meta narrative. Like the sun, like there's something with the sun. There's an eclipse, but like I don't know why the eclipse is bad. Like I'm, wow. I'm really not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Everything I've heard about, like people talking about this game, has been a very tepid response. So, mm-hmm. yeah, some people like it. Uh, some people not so much and like i can totally see why on both ends uh i think there are some very good things and then some very not good things like the combat encounters that are there aren't super well designed so it's good they're short like the first one like there were like you'd end up in like combat arenas that would be like multi-wave like in like giant areas and this they're pretty contained small things so I, I don't know what led to that, but it was probably the smart decision. Hmm. The stealth sequences are pretty good, though, when they, you know, when you're actually trying to be stealthy. So that was cool. Uh, also started Yakuza Six. I don't know if we have a video for it, but I just spent last night doing mini games mainly and like some side quests. Man, there's a lot of talking in that game. <laughs> Like holy shit, uh, like so I'm I'm very early in the story. I played like the prologue demo, and then I was waiting for it to go on sale, which it did on the Sony Flash sale. It's like thirty six bucks right now, which is like a much better sale than I was expecting. Um, I was expecting like eh, maybe if like you know forty five or something, I'll pick it up. But thirty six, I was like, oh okay, yep, definitely getting it. Uh, but yeah, so there was like a story. So the basic story, at least as far as I can tell at the moment, is Kiryu. So it picks, like, the beginning of the game picks up at the end of Yakuza 5, is my understanding, where Kiryu's adopted daughter is a pop, it's like a J-pop idol, but she's announcing her retirement from the J-pop industry. Meanwhile, Kiryu is in, like, a life-or-death battle, and wins because he's he plot armor <laughs> and then is uh taken to a hospital uh somehow i i don't remember the, the fine details but yeah so i think me so while kiryu is in his battle uh and haruka his adopt daughter is uh announcing her retirement she's like saying i was raised by like a yakuza man a yakuza, my you know my dad is in the yakuza but he's a good man, like orphanage and all this stuff or whatever. Uh, so yeah, she quits being an idol and goes back to the orphanage in Okinawa where she like is was helped open with in like a previous game. And then Kiri goes to prison for a few years. Then Haruka like leaves because she's getting bad attention for the orphanage because they're like, oh, Yakuza orphanage. And then she disappears and Kiri is trying to find her like four years later. So that's kind of the basic setup is your daughter's missing. You don't know where she is. Uh, and yeah. So uh, you're back in Kamurocho and 
you're you know you're walking around doing your thing some guy on the street's like hey you should try out hijiri the i think it's hijiri or hiji the uh this new like smartphone assistant then you get into this long conversation you're like oh i don't want to talk to my phone in public i'm gonna go to this children's park to talk to the phone get into this long conversation the phone's like oh do you want me to sound younger or sexier or like cuter or whatever and then so you can say like no you sound perfect or i want you to be younger i want you to be sexy like okay and then weird you're like uh you can like ask some questions like uh are you going to like do you want to destroy humanity and you get into all these and then the ai starts talking about like that bitch other ai that has like the global market cornered and like i don't know if it's supposed to be like a siri or something that it's talking about uh and then it's like oh if you leave this park something interesting will happen to you and then you walk out and some lady runs up and is like help me help me this guy's like harassing me and then she's like the ai told me you would help me so and then you fight this guy and then the ai is like i know who you are you're the dragon of dojima I, I looked you up online and so either there's a real person which like they hint at through the dialogue there's a real person on the other end or this ai actually like you know is a good ai and it could go either way with yakuza mm-hmm. uh so i wonder like that's probably going to come in more because it's installed on your phone which is like your start menu and where you do like your upgrades and stuff so i imagine this ai will play a bigger part in the game going forward uh, or at least in like side stuff because it's not like main story. And then also one of the side missions or side minigame things is you can go to a internet cafe. And in the internet cafe, you can live chat with like girls who will strip for you. Uh, and it's just like softcore porn basically, which is, you know, not uncommon for those games. But the minigame is as Kiryu, uh, who has been imprisoned for a few years and is not very computer literate you are using the d-pad to hunt and peck uh or not the d-pad the uh like the face buttons uh try or triangle circle x and square to uh hunt and peck messages for him to write in like oh baby or rub 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 (laughs) and it's growing And so, like, as you say these things, the woman is, like, it's, like, FMV, and the woman, they're probably, like, actual cam models or, like, porn stars or whatever, but they're responding to the messages, like, oh, what's growing? And there are other people in the chat room who are also talking, but, like, she's just responding to you. And one of the girls is, like, you're weird, but I like weird. (laughs) (laughs) Here you is just, I think one of them is boobies. That, that seems like the right thing to type in any chat room. Yeah, it's like all caps all the time. Uh, <laughs> and it's bait mostly exactly what goes into the chat. Sometimes it'll add like a word or two onto the end. But for the most part, just you're hitting in like the right button combination. Like each letter is a button. And so you're just like hunting, pecking. And you can see him like in the camera, like poking at the keyboard. It's very funny. That uh, sounds real dumb yeah it's very dumb uh i you know there's there's no like satisfaction to be gained from or like i don't even know if there's any i think you get like some experience if like you successfully do the inputs but basically it's just to see here you go oh yeah 
and like type things. It's very that's very funny. All Macho Man on you, okay? Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen any New Japan pro wrestlers in the game yet, but I know they are there, and also beat yeah. Takeshi. So, I am excited to play more of that game. But God damn, the every sequence when you get into a conversation is so long it seems even longer than zero like there are some sequences in zero where there were long conversations but holy shit uh yeah i look forward to playing more of that game cool uh, anything else that anyone wants to talk about um really super briefly you're we talking about telltale but uh -huh. let's pour another one out for capcom vancouver Oh yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, not much Wait. to say about it. The last Dead Rising game sucked. <laughs> or it wasn't great. And then they made the puzzle fighter that was also kinda bad. But Yeah. But uh Yeah. Still a bummer. It, yeah. It sucks when like there are studios like and like Capcom I don't know. Capcom's probably publicly traded i don't and they're a japanese company i don't know how that works but like when studios like uh or when like Zenimax or like bethesda or whoever is in that situation like games like prey and uh are uh, dishonored like they don't do super well commercially but they do well critically um and they're able to stay open so i want like i wonder if like the dead rising games had been like well received if that would have done anything to like actually keep them afloat i mean it would probably be more incentive to pump money into it if you had critically successful games yeah uh, it's hard to say yeah, though because like capcom has been doing well with uh, monster hunter uh resident evil 7 didn't do well uh financially for them is my understanding like it wasn't like a super breakout hit even though it was very good uh but yeah so i wonder if like they'll if resident evil 2 because it's got like this nostalgia factor if that'll be like a bigger success for them or you know what ends up happening because they keep pumping out like bad games like resident evil 6 even though i think or they were pumping out bad games like resident evil 6 but i think that game did well for them i don't know finances are weird yeah yeah it is well also it's just kind of i don't know especially with the telltale stuff you start realizing oh these games that i i feel like everybody knew about or ended up not being profitable and i mean i get that that's everybody knew about it in the video game you know enthusiast group mm -hmm. so that doesn't necessarily lead to widespread commercial success but hearing stuff like how like the walking dead season one and minecraft are their only profitable things was like kind of a shock to me because they kept making those games they kept getting the deals so you'd figure like right they'd have like return on investment stuff for like deals like hey here's what you know you can expect for when they go to people and maybe they're just missing the mark but yeah it's right because it's like I just, especially getting stuff like the Guardians of the Galaxy license and Stranger Things and Batman, I, f I felt like, oh, would they give those licenses away if, they, if these games weren't successful? And uh, apparently. Yeah. 
business. Business not not my strong suit. You know, well, me me neither. And I'm not necessarily a huge fan of of all of the business strategies that kind of brought us to this place of uh, kind of constant expansion and need for growth. Also, not my strong suit ending podcasts <laughs> but we're gonna try uh because uh i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh we will be back some of us i think allison myself sam pat and is erica coming to that one i don't know uh we'll, we'll find, find out. out i don't know if she's finished uh, we'll be talking about Spider-Man. Oh, and Chris Edgerton, friend of the podcast. Chris Edgerton yeah. will be joining us to talk about uh, what's it? Uh, Spider-Man, Marvel, Marvel's <laughs> PS4 Spider-Man. Yeah. And, what's and, what's and it called? Spider-Man. I, I think also we're um, we'll, we'll talk about this more at the start of it, but I'm, I'm assuming we're doing full story spoilers. Yes, so. it will be a spoiler cast. So yeah. So, hella, hella spoilers. Uh, I don't know if that will be live, but you can find it at fix.space or wherever podcasts are sold. Yeah, uh, it should be live. Pat will be hosting it, not me. Or as okay. in like the technological side of things. Uh, okay. And then... Oh, Alex, where can people find you? Not yeah, if you go to telltale.com slash community slash profile slash gaming fix... There's a profile there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, Allison? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And I have started streaming on Switch uh, on Twitch again. Not started Switch. Started streaming on Switch. Started streaming on Switch. I'm just going to use that like share button that's on there and uh, do it to the full extent. No, on Twitch. Um, My Twitch username is happy beeps here. Uh, And lately I've been streaming uh, little nightmares, but I'm probably going to be doing some more. Um, I know that's not a terribly long game. So once I'm done with that, I'll probably find some other creepy game or some kind of appropriate game. I might uh, do free on PS plus until dawn was free on PS plus. Like, a year ago yep so you should have it unless you were too chicken to download it or <laughs> put it in your library <laughs> i'm really bad about putting some of those games in my library so i may not but um, i don't even know what the free games are this month i don't either for september or october yeah for september they haven't announced they'll probably announce october on wednesday or probably it'll probably be they'll announce on like the fourth because sometimes they're late they, they don't do like the second yeah, I think so this month was sorry. Wednesday or the next Wednesday. Yeah, um, I think this month was Destiny Two and some other stuff. But oh, right, that's why. Yeah, I, I already, well, I already have that. <laughs> uh, right. Well, uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at Coolsaw C O O L S L four W, and in an electronic store trying to find replacement headphones while Sony fucking does or does not replace my broken (sighs) this is a this is a documented issue with these headphones apparently that i did not see before i requested them as a gift uh sony 1000 mdr 1000x and i think the x2 like the new model 
both have this issue where there's no support in the headband above the hinge, which results in cracking and resulted in just a clean crack through the headband. So, yeah, gotta go buy new some new headphones because these earbuds I got in the left side barely works because I washed them like three times on accident. You're you're really good at ending podcasts. <laughs> I, go long. It's I said real bad. I, you know I want. We're a family here at Gaming Fix, and you know we should be able to share our problems. You should. I just want to say, don't buy those headphones from Sony. Don't buy the the two X or whatever because they will break. It's documented. Sony knows they won't fix it. Sony, you're losing me. You're twenty slipping. years. Twenty years. You're losing me. Spider-Man's pretty good, though. And the Vita. That's true. Um, and my Vita. Oh, man. Captain Marvel. Ooh, Captain Marvel. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> oh, no. Captain Marvel. Like, Captain Marvel. I don't want Captain Marvel to beat me up. That's that's all I'll say about that. Uh, that's <laughs> what prompt? Okay, whatever. Yeah, thank you. Have I a good day. Marvel and Spider-Man and Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Spider-Man was my favorite until Captain Marvel took over. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Talk to you tomorrow, Andre. Talk to you later. uh, It'll be later for you. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight. Yes. Tomorrow for me. All right. Bye, Inara. Bye. See Yada Zane. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Masen. Ari Goth, thanks, Gozai much. All right, let's get out of here.